Warning. The following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Peter. Sorry. I can hear you heavily panting over there. Sorry, I just got up and ran because I came back from my pizza. Whoa, your pizza, huh? <laughs> Flatbread pizza. Blackberry pizza? Flatbread. Black bread? No, flatbread. Flat. Oh, I was going to say, what do you do to your bread to make it a black? Oh, that'd be a rye. Whoa, rye bread pizza? That sounds gross. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I'll let you try that. I'm just sticking with animal products. Well, how's that going, Gork? Going pretty goddamn good, I tell you what. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you've missed me for a while. Sorry, we've always been missing each other because of stupid naps and damn technical snafus. Yeah, yeah, you putting your cell phone in the belly button. No, it's from my pocket and my clothes. Mm. Yeah, the lint from your clothes gets in your belly button, and then you put your phone inside your belly button, and then you get lint in there. I've seen you yes. stick your head in there before. Yes, I, I keep my loose change in there. What? How much you got in there right now? About three fifty. Three fifty. Oh damn! Hey, you know what? We're recording now. Did you? Uh, what? I was gonna ask you if you want. Um, yeah. You want me to call John the Papanito? Sure. Have you guys been having fun without me? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Oh, yes. You gotta make oh. do with what you got. Hey, hey, about the big game. Was your, uh, was that old man that you live with, was he 
happy or sad? Uh, I didn't ask him. I, uh, you know, I was not home. No. Oh, you weren't home? I made okay. sure to stay clear, because I thought there was going to be some sort of hoopla going on here. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, oh, what about that Tom Brady? He seems like an alien, right? I mean, no one could be that, uh, that, uh, athletic from Earth. Mm, I don't know. Have you seen, uh, half the Bjornsson? That guy pretty, uh, pretty athletic. Yes. And then the other guy, Eddie Hall, he pretty, pretty athletic. Yes. I don't know. Well, well, we both know Eddie Hall is not human. God damn it. What, is it fucking up again? No, we got to, got to, uh, Edit that part out. Why? Oh, God. Not, we're recording. Mm. Let me call John Papanito. Uh-huh. Calling John Papanito. Papanito calling John Papanito. Papanito. <coughs> you pop in your knee and your toe. John Papanito. I wonder if he has toes on his knees. I haven't looked. John Papa Nito. He got feet on his knees. John Papa Knee Feet. This a bastard. No pickup. No pickup. None at all. No. No fresh delivery. No pizza delivered. Nothing. Nada. 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 Nine. Niet. Okay. Let's go. I can fill in John Papanito's part. You know how I can do that? Ow. Did you know? Did you know that? What's that guy he's always rambling on about? No clue. No clue. And he's uh, he's talking about uh, the guy who does all those uh Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Chuck Norris, yeah, that dude. We could talk about him. Ah, uh, you ever hear that story about the Chuck of Norris? No, I have not. Well, he is a so awesome that he blotted it, blotted it, blotted it blue. Yeah, there we go. Did you get sucked into a vortex again, Void? 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 What the hell is going on? Nothing. I'm listening. I yeah. didn't get what you said. Are you the riding around in your automobile? No, no. I'm sitting at my computer. Sorry, I'm adjusting my chair. That's probably what the noise you hear. Oh, that was a lot of noise. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I slammed. Ah, uh, uh, man. I tell you what. What was the question you asked? I don't even remember now. Oh, sorry to anger you, great scork. You motherfucker. I know. Okay. This is a part two of a Leonardo da Vinci. The relevance. Now we have covered the good biography on the ape man named Leonardo da Vinci. We're going to go over some things he liked to do with dead bodies, Void. 
Oh, yes, yes. He was a very uh, cultured in uh, finding them and uh, using them for scientific experiments. Because wouldn't it the mentally insane and also prisoners and dead bodies and uh, J. Doe's and John Doe's that he mainly cadavered on? All I heard was gay dose. Gay dose is in male and female unknown bodies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're all eight people to me, boy. Yes, yes. It's all bananas and trees, right? Yeah, bananas and trees. Whatever you say. Yes. Like many other sad, sad sapiens of the Homo, Leonardo wanted to find out the seat of the soul. He must have been pretty upset, boy. He wanted to understand where we came from. He, well, when he did anatomy for the neuroscience portion, he wanted to find the seat of the soul. And I said he must have been pretty upset because he Seat of the soul or seat of the soul? It's... Seat. S-E-A-T. Seat. Oh, what does that mean in their times? Well, I don't know, but I know that he did not find a chair in there. He did not find a oh. couch. He did not find an ottoman or any other seat available for the soul to chill out on while he dissected the human brains. Oh. Yep. And uh, before uh, he uh, dissected humans that were available for public viewing, the earliest publicly known evidence for Leonardo Wardo's dissections took place in 1487. With 1487. Yes. What? 1487. Oh, it's a great year. Yes. Why? I was just saying that. Okay, this is the year where he pissed a frog. Pissed a frog? What do you mean? He, he uh, pissed. Pithed. P-I-T-H. He oh, what does that mean? Well, now uh, let me tell you what it means. You dissect, well, you kind of penetrate into the, uh, right where the top cervical vertebrae is, in between the medulla and the spinal cord. And this is supposed to instantly kill the frog. And he's the first publicly known to have done this. Now, we all know that some people have some com conflicting thoughts within their soul seats that don't exist when it comes to Leonardo da Vinci. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go back! Back, I say. For we know Leonardo didn't want to be a tomb for animals where some would say it was because of his compassion. Yet, if one takes note on his obsession on war, engineering, and dissections, I'm certain he didn't give a rat's patootie that we know of, because uh, he gave a frog's ass. No, he penetrated the base of a skull of the frog, so he can paralyze and kill it, so he can cut it open and see what's going on. Now, I will gladly give you all a quote from Leonardo when he was describing what happened in his animal-loving act of pithing a frog. The frog 
retains life for some hours, when deprived of its head and heart, and all of its bowels. And if you puncture the said nerve, spinal medulla, it immediately twitches and dies. All nerves of animals derive from here, spinal cord. When this is pricked, the animal dies at once. End quote. Leonardo da Vinci. Whoa. And then... What? And then, another quote, said to be on the other side of this note, is as follows. The frog instantly dies uh. when its spinal medulla is perforated. And previously, it lived without head, without heart, or any anterior organs, or intestines, or skin. Here, therefore, it appears, lies the foundation of movement and life. Leonardo da Vinci. So it moves around like an exoskeleton without anything inside of it, as long as it has the brain intact? Yeah, without separation of the brain from the spinal cord. Mm. For hours, he can survive. But he really didn't know that it could have just been, oh, I don't know, perhaps signals being sent from the brain as spasms. You know, when, you know, someone gets their head smashed, sometimes their leg twitches. Oh, yes. Yeah, some good old-fashioned post-mortem twitching. Oh, yes. I'm drinking a margarita right now. I'm trying to get the brain dead. It's really cool. It's called, it's Maker's Mark, I believe, off that. It's organic uh, super grain alcohol. Oh, super grain. Also, I think it has no sugar in it. Yeah, I stopped drinking once I got Rona. Okay. How are you feeling, by the way? I've talked to you, but not on recording. Feeling pretty good. We recorded last week. And I even sang during that week I was off. Oh, yes, good. Uh, do you think the... Uh, uh, Oh, we're capturing something, Boyd. What? Oh, in this game, Supremacy, I play. Oh, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you told me about that game. It sounds very fun. Like Old Command and Conquer. It's like Risk, but better. Yes. It's how we're going to take over the world, Boyd. <laughs> yep, one place at a time. And then... We will brainwash them all. <laughs> oh. Cork, you said the quiet part out loud and the quiet part, or in the, uh, in the uh, loud part quiet. Son of a bitch. We just want more listeners, right? Yes, we just, we just, I got to edit that out. Yes, but we got them, we want more listeners. So, I would say that it is claimed that the following that following this dissection, Leonardo failed to vivisect animals again, for he loved animals so much. Sounds like a really cool dude. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Nowadays, they would have considered him a possible serial killer. Which way is vivisect again? Vivisect is when they're alive, you do experiments. Oh, no, no, but I mean which way, I mean. Uh, which way is the cut? Well, you cut it any which way you want. Oh, yes. I wonder if he ate frog legs. 
Oh, I bet you he did. Oh, yes. No, wait. He was vegetarian. Really? That's what his notebook said. But you know how notebooks can be. You can fill your notebook full of a bunch of ball. Uh-huh. And lie. Yeah, that's, that's what the bowling is. Ball spit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this website that I got it from uh, was called Dana. Dana.org, I think. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds like a very credible source. Yeah, very credible. Without a doubt. You there? Yes. Okay, good. It's recording again. We had some oh. technical difficulties. Sorry for that, folks. I guess or I left my I guess I left my computer on too long. Oh yes, got overheated. Yeah, we are talking about piffing. Piffing. If you listen to all the previous episodes, the observations Leonardo made were nothing new. We have Egyptians. From the Edwin Smith Papyrus, my computer is uh, making some stupid fucking pop-up. I hope it didn't stop again. No, it did not. Fuck you, you fucking piece of shit. Made from China. Anyways, here are what? Nothing. Everything is made from China. It's just how cheap they decide to make it. Not everything. We make babies here. Oh, yes. Anywho... We have Herophilus and Erisostratus, along with Galen, who also did anatomy and made observations about paralysis, including Hippocrates, I believe. If I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong. Wouldn't surprise me. But anyways, what's really crazy is the three-cell theory mumbo-jumbo, and then all of a sudden, you know, taking note, meh, pa. If you don't know three cell theory mumble jumble, I suggest you go back and do some studying on our podcast. Bastards. Yeah. Taking after Leonardo da Vinci. Leonardo's narrative would have us reasonably assume he didn't have access to the knowledge in order to uh, talk about Herophilus, Erisostratus, and so on and so forth because he was a bastard. And no bastards are allowed in institutions because they must have not been intelligent enough to choose parents who are in wed. It's your fault, not your parents' fault. Another good thing about Leonardo's time is by his lifetime that the magnifying glass was invented by one named Roger Bacon. Hmm. Leonardo, what? Yummy, Roger Bacon. Yeah, you can eat Roger's bacon. No. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have a a cadaver here named Roger. Oh. Yeah. We could do an experiment for research purposes. So, Leonardo made something that appears to look like a monocle for magnification. Oh. Isn't that fancy? He kind of looked like Mr. Peanut Head, I bet. Oh, a monocle? Yeah, a little monocle, magnifying monocle. Probably we probably use it for more than just dissections, too. Like looking at jewelry? Yeah, maybe, probably not. 
I doubt that. If he was fascinated about jewelry, jewelry, he probably would have had a bunch of notes. Oh, maybe his paintings. Hmm, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps his paintings. Yeah. So, with this, he had a special, special upper hand over the ancient ones who did anatomy, so he could see more details, which they perhaps missed. We also have contradicting statement from NeuroscienceNews.com, where they claim that from 1485, which is before 1487, by the way, to 1493, he did his first anatomical studies involving the brain. In cerebral ventricles in the skull. This precedes the date of that pithing of the frog. In lifescience.com, we claim that Leonardo started his dissections in 1511. Isn't that nice? He started his dissections in the 1400s, 1480s, late 1480s. Now, during Leonardo's lifetime, he could not escape something terrible for him. Something what? that plagued him. Something that infected the minds of many individuals of his time. Can you guess what they did for him? What? It is the three self theory mumble jumbo. Bumble Columbo. Remember that? Void? What? Yes, I said three self mumbo jumbo, yes. Yeah, do you remember it? Yes. Yeah. How, how incorrect it was. Yes, very. Leonardo essentially began to attempt to fit this concept into his anatomical observations. Although Leonardo changed like the rest of everybody else in history, this was not stated in Dana.org. And the many sapiens of the homo, like Leonardo, believed that the fluid-filled spaces of the brain, i.e. ventricles, rather than the matter that we assume to be what contains the processes of all the data that the brain does. How could someone think that, Void? I don't know. Well, I mean, someone could possibly erroneously assume that the fluid moving between the spaces in the brain was the transference of information. But I would say, if I already saw the heart pump blood, and knew that the heart material was pumping the blood responsible for the pumping, even though responsibility is kind of like a cascading effect, I would assume that the hard part of the brain was responsible for thinking, or at least responsible for transferring data in the process of thinking. But it was a very abstract thing back then. Not as abstract as Aristotle. Pah! That guy, remember him? Yes. If one thing means this, and another thing means that, and they both coincide together, then one could logically deduce bloody de hootie de boo. Dana that What? Back to topic. Dana that org claimed that in 1487, that Leonardo Tardo Eduardo drew three sketches of anatomy for the brain and its mythology of where Sensual Commune was located, 
Now Dana.org, very reputable, thought that mainly put the common sense and imagination in the front ventricle, or I mean lateral ventricle, even though we all know that from what we read, or what I read and what we covered, that imagination was considered to be part of the second ventricle, or the second cell, which would have been the third ventricle. That's interesting. Thank you, Dana. You have uh, destroyed your reputation with me. And that's a very, very bad for you. Now, what? What is that? Well, because we're going to become famous. Oh. Yeah. Like, like the Rogan of Joe. That's famous. We're going to brainwash the masses. We're going to have billions of views. We're going to spread like a fungal infection on your genitalia. Oh, sounds painful. Yeah, it will be painful at first. But you'll grow to like and love the smell. Maybe not. So Dana.org claimed Leonardo put Impressiva in the first cell, which was the lateral ventricles, followed down by Census Communis in uh, the third ventricle, which is the second cell, and then a memory in the last cell, which would be the fourth ventricle, due to his findings of the optic nerve. Even though this pair of nerves connects to both the middle at the optic chiasm and to the back at the occipital lobe. Unless your anatomy is a deviant from the average sapien of the homo, and Princeva was the first cell to Leonardo, and since his commune was the second cell, or at least from this little quote I read, and then the memory cells, the third one. Now, we're going to go into a quote from Leonardo. These senses are moved by objects, and these objects send their images to the five senses by which they are transferred to the Imprensiva, and from this to the senses commune. From thence, being judged, they are transmitted to memory, in which, according to their power, they are retained more or less directly. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, he thought the middle part was where you think, even though we know better. Yes. Anywho, I believe that this is uh, very different from the original three-cell theory, mumbo-lumbo. This is kind of different, yeah. He just also used a different language, too. Like Imprensiva. Dana.org proceeded to show a picture of Leonardo's notebooks that gives the optic nerve drawn obviously wrong. It, it appears as though he didn't cut open the brain at all in order to observe this optic nerve. Pair. For if one did, they'd see these nerves go to the optic chiasm like several sapiens of the homo who already did this. And this would also show how uneducated Leonardo was. Because they already proved that the nerves mix match at the optic chiasm and go to the occipital lobe. Now, while this article claims that Leonardo loves animals so much, he'd buy f birds from the market to set them free rather than to munch on them. 
It's also indicated that Leonardo, Leonardo drilled a hole at the base of an ox's brain and filled the ventricles with wax. Letting this wax harden, he then was able to scrape off the brain and view the dimensions of the ventricles and their pathways to each other. This wax technique is believed to have been performed in 1508 and 1509 and was the first of its kind. 1508 and 1509, Void. Yes. You see that? You think he did it for a really long time? Maybe the wax took a long time to harden? No, no, I think it was practiced around those times. Oh, maybe. Like, um, like common practice. I was going to think that the next logical step would have been he did it for New Year's Eve. Oh, yes. He's like, Happy New Year's! Pouring down the wax into the ox's brain. Waiting for the clock to strike a midnight so he could scrape off the brain so he could see the ventricles. Ball of wax drop. Yeah, maybe he was going, oh, happy no years. A point of wax down the brain. Now for the finale. When the clock strikes midnight, I'm going to scrape the brain from the ventricle wax mold. You think? Yeah. I wonder how goopy it got. I heard that Leonardo described the rancid smell. There was a justification for why Leonardo didn't depict the brain and its connections accurately, Void. It's claimed that the giant authority perspectives blinded Leonardo from depicting anything else. Although we did see where Leonardo believed in personal observations with experience rather than just swallowing the common notions of authority. Yes, he was a rebel, but he hid himself so he wouldn't be ostracized as much. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe. Not really. He showed all his great genius, ingenious inventions, he said, which were really just diagrams of certain machines he wanted to make. I mean, yeah, he did invent a lot of wonderful stuff that didn't work, like flying machines, but he had something that may have worked, which would have been a scuba suit. <laughs> In the submarine. This article then went into how we see a paradigm shift continuously these days. Specifically noted from neurosciencenews.com was the third branch of the tree of life. What a self-centered notion, boy. What? Of what? There are multiple seeds of life planted all over the universe. These sapiens of the homo claim that there tree of life was the only one. Three, pa, millions, you bullshitters. Anywho, from 1487 to 1493, Leonardo is said to do his first sketch of what is called the maxillary antrum. The maxillary antrum is two pyramid-shaped parts, hollow parts, within your maxillary bone, which is your upper jaw, which are sinus cavities, by the way. You were trying to say something. I said, I just went, oh, mm. Really, Void? Were you eating something? No, I was saying that was an interesting fact. Anything, anything insightful to put in here? No, the, just that, uh, that the bone is used for mastication. Yeah, but it doesn't perform the mastication. That would be your uh, mandible. Oh, sorry. I, I got the wrong thing. 
Wait, Void, I, um, does your upper job do the motion? No, it's a bottom job. Oh, good. I was worried that they put you together wrong. Oh. So, accurately depicting the cranial nerves, even though he didn't do that for the optic nerve, apparently. For the first publicly known time of a human history, was that Leonardo depicted the olfactory nerve as a cranial nerve rather than just a piece of the brain. He is also said to have accurately described the blood supply to the brain, which is the meningeal arteries. And he also did the vagus nerve as well. Oh, great Leonardo da Vinci. He also did nervous system innervations of the hand of that 100-year-old man that was spoken about in the last episode. And this article, called Dana.org, claimed that Leonardo accurately drew the optic chiasm, even though they even show the picture contradicting such with the three-cell theory bullshit. Oh. These people have a bad publishers. Who is reviewing Dana.org? And also, if someone accurately depicted cranial nerves and then did the same with spinal nerves, which go to the brain, you would see that senses go to the mental part of your brain. The brain stem actually goes straight to the hippocampus. So, Void. Yes. I think I'm going to end up smashing my computer. Oh, it keeps on messing up. How much did we lose this time? I don't know. Oh, it's like a never-ending cycle of pain. Now... I know to tell you that Dana.org pretended like Leonardo da Vinci accurately described the cranial nerves and accurately described the optic chiasm even though on their damn article they had a picture showing Leonardo's description of the damn optic nerves and it was connecting to the three-cell theory bullshit. Also, they got the wrong picture. I don't know. I think a fucking person did not know what they're doing and was way in over their head was writing this article and some other person who was supposed to review the article didn't know Jack Diddley squat. That's what I think. Now we know that Leonardo is a brilliant person and loved animals so much he drilled a hole in an ox's brain and filled it up with hot wax, does not sound good. Also noted is that from 1487 to 1493, is that Leonardo sketched the maxillary atrium, which is two pyramid-shaped hollow parts within your maxillary bone, which is your upper jaw. They're sinus cavities. So, accurately depicting cranial nerves, except for the optic nerve in its article from Dana.org, for the first publicly known time in the human history that we uh, possibly know of, Leonardo separated the olfactory nerve from the rest of the brain, unlike his predecessors, even though Leonardo never called himself an anatomist. He is also said to have accurately described the blood supply, supply to the brain, which was the meningeal arteries. He also described the vagus nerve. And it was also drawn along with the 
peripheral nervous system inter innervation and the nervous system innervation of the hand and spinal nerves, along with your sympathetic trunk, which is inside of your thoracic cavity, which have their roots situated from the thoracic nerves. So the uh, nervous innervation of the hand was gathered from that 100-year-old man we spoke about in the last episode, At the end of Dana.org's article displayed a common notion that we also know that Leonardo didn't help advance shit because his notebooks were never published, his findings were never published, and they were given to his stupid pupil named Metzi, Melzi, for safekeeping. Probably because he was accused of so many things, and perhaps nobody would have wanted to listen to it at all, and they probably would have dismissed him. He probably knew that eventually, like Galen, his works would come up to the surface and people would be like, Whoa, look at Leonardo. And I imagine that if publicly published, Leonardo's works might have been burnt or buried, discarded, or kept in a vault in the Vatican City. Buried where? In the Vatican City. Oh, Vatican City. In Italy. Yeah. Now, lucky pants for all of you. Not only was it just the nervous innervation of the arms, he also described the whole brachial plexus. Remember that, Void? Brachial plexus? Where's that located again? Your brachials. You know, wave your brachials in the air like you just don't care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, stroke your dick off and hope you don't hit a snare with your brachials. Yeah. Remember how we covered the cervical nerves? And how yes. we went over how you use your radial nerve to pimp slap a bitch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also know that uh, when one uses your ulnar nerve, you use your kung fu grip so you can uh, tug on your pudding. Yes, pudding yeah. tug. Everybody was a kung fu stroking. boo boo doo doo boo 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 Pulling a pud till croaking, shooting loads till they were soaking. Everyone was kung fu stroking. Oh ho ho ho! Sexy kung fu stroker. Oh ho ho ho! When no one has something for poker. Oh ho ho ho! Sexy kung fu stroker. Oh ho ho ho! You don't want to use. Wait, you want to use so you're not smoker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some spit or something. <laughs> Highly recommended by Gork. I have a bad experience from causing too much friction on my junk. Oh, yes. Oh, Did yes. You see you my video? Hard, little boy. Did you see my video, boy? Of what? Oh, yeah. Your sack with your squirrels in there. Oh, my God. That hurt. Yes, I laughed so hard. You laughed? Yes. What? Oh, you were serious. What was so funny? Uh, no, no. I mean... I castrated myself for a listener, and you're laughing. Void? What? Can I rip off your balls so I can laugh at you? No, 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 no. You sure? Because I think it would be pretty funny. Yes. Uh, no, 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 no one no. touches on the ladies. No, you rip off your own nuts so I can put it on TikTok 
so I can laugh at you. No. When are you going to join me for TikTok shows? I don't know. What? That's weird tracking. Huh. So we have a source number three. And they talk about how uh, we spoke about the human nerve innervation of, you know, the arm. And it's also indicated that Leonardo started off with canine sketches and dissections. Oh, he loved animals a lot. Oh, yes. He cut them open so he could see their nerves. And then uh, later on in his life, it's said that his sketches became more accurate, accurate. And this makes sense because he ended up working with Cesare Borgia. Yeah, you ever hear about the Cesare Borgia? Yes. He sounds like someone's so fucking podcaster cover. Yes. He seems very powerful. Now the authors of source number three criticize Leonardo the Tardo for the inaccuracy in regards to drawing only four spinal nerve roots for the brachial plexus and for the misplacement of the sympathetic trunk. I would argue that some people have their own deviations from the norm. And... And who knows what Leonardo actually saw. My correlation sensation has me believing that whoever wrote that portion of the article may have wanted to discredit Leonardo for being way ahead of his time. On a positive note, Leonardo was credited for taking note on certain lesions and how sensation was lost in certain parts. Also later in this article from Source 3, which is peer-reviewed by the way, Leonardo was given his dues because later in his notebooks he depicted all five spinal roots for the brachial plexus C5, C6, C7, C8, and T1. So he proved his worth of salt with the brachial plexus understanding. Then this article went back into criticism in regards to the arrangement of the plexus. Like I said, who knows what he saw. Perhaps people have their own formations of their own fucking nerves. I mean... Is it that far-fetched? We have different uses of people's brains. That's why we have different autism spectrums. Oh, yes. Is it that far-fetched to think your peripheral nerves might have grown a little bit differently depending upon the environment and their genetics relating to the environment? Yep. The details were pleasing enough for the authoring sapiens of the homo for source number three that they claimed that there were Terminal branches and nerves shown in Leonardo's drawings. The radial, the median, and the ulnar arteries were there as well, accepted as being depicted as a well enough for them. Even though that this is circulatory, I wanted to mention this. Yeah, and Leonardo somehow magically, precisely indicated that innervation of sensation and loss of movement. Here's a quote from one of Leonardo's notebooks. Ready? Yes. Is of the nerve which gives sensation. This having been a cut, the finger no longer has sensation, even when placed in fire. Following a cut in the hand, sometimes the sensation and not the motion of the finger is blocked. And sometimes the motion and not the sensation. Sometimes it's both motion and sensation. End quote. Leonardo da Vinci. Damn. Look what he did to those human animals, Void. Oh. He would have been a scary friend to be around. Yeah. He'd be like, 
hey, you want to see something cool? And be like, uh, I know what you think's cool. Pouring wax inside of an ox's brain is not cool to me. Yeah, plus the smell probably wasn't great if it was hot wax. Damn right, the brain is pretty fucking stinky. Oh, yeah. Pah. You want to hear another quote? Yes. Quote. Any one of the five branches saved from a sword cut is enough for sensation in the arm. End quote. Leonardo da Vinci. That was actually him speaking for you. Oh, wow. You have a way with words. He has a way with words. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So we know, based on this, that it had to do with warfare. Because Leonardo spent time with Cesare Borgia. So... His observations weren't necessarily vivisection. They were more just manipulating and asking questions. And, and scheming. And, and sketching and taking notes. Would you like to hear another one? Yes, please. Okie dokie. It's a generalization, though. You prepared? Yes. Quote, Describe the distances interposed between the nerves in the depth as well as the breath, and thus the proportions of their sizes and lengths in the different between, differences between their heights and descents from their origins. You will do the same for the muscles, veins, and arteries, and this will be most useful to those who treat the wounds, in the quote Leonardo da Vinci. I'm not saying he's wrong for it, but because we know that... Uh, Sometimes people are different, and Leonardo must have seen something different because a lot of his drawings were seen as wrong, inaccurate, and also several times I've read that there are individual deviations, especially in the peripheral nervous system. Yes. Yes, we could go into detail about this sapien of the homo made the glass replica of the human heart filled it up with water and uh, grass seeds in order to see the way the blood flowed in the heart. I could go into house source number four where they indicated he was with Francisco Melzi at least by 1511 when he started doing a lot of dissections. And this is when he fled Milan to go to uh, Leonardo's family villa with Melzi. Wow. And also Sally. Why do you flee? Oh, because of the political turmoil. You know, the French people were taking over again. Oh. It was a different king. It changed hands and blah, 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 blah. Some claim that Leonardo's sketches were lively and so far beyond modern-day anatomy books because of their descriptions and the way he drew them. That makes sense. Have you ever seen an anatomy book? It's very yeah. plain. It's cartoonish. It's ridiculous. Yes. Leonardo was lifelike. He wanted to give it as much breath as possible. Yes, that sounds very uh, authentic. Another thing away from neuroscience is that Leonardo discredited the idea that the heart had only two chambers. Leonardo proved that there were four because he dissected the heart. Oh, uh, of what? Was it a person, the hundred-year-old man, or? Yeah, he did that. He, uh, he also noted arteriosclerosis, which is plaque buildup from, you know, whatever it is. Uh, A lot of people say it's from cholesterol. Oh. 
But if cholesterol levels are the same in both arteries and veins, why isn't there pl plaque buildup in other places too? I don't know. Are they only going off of what he described it as and then what they correlated it to uh, uh, no knowledge now? Yeah. He actually noted the difference between a fetus that he dissected in its heart in the old man's heart. It's also said that from 1489 to 1513, that Leonardo, Leonardo dissected 30 human corpses, Void. That's all. I did at least 30 last year. I mean, I should cut that out too. He also said that another saving of the homo was helping Leonardo. And his name was Professor Marcantonio de la Torre, who died. Oh, when did he die? 1511, from the plague. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, two years following the death of the one named Professor, Leonardo stopped his anatomical research. In 1512, though, Leonardo went back to Rome, and this was where he was accused of unseemly activities, perhaps witchcraft. Oh, that would be scary. Yeah, imagine that. Now, I got a quote from one of Leonardo's books, the last source, I believe it's source number six. All right. It's actually the one that I mentioned where, you know, a lot of Leonardo's notes were actually put online. Oh, was, it, were, did, was he the one that he believed wrote in code too? No, a bunch of people made up shit because he did things differently. What that oh, was okay. is he just wrote things in a mirror way. He was also oh. left-handed, oh. and the most logical thing for him to do was to write everything mirrored so he didn't smudge his ink. Oh. I gotta tell you, being left-handed, that's what I do. I smudge my ink all the time. My hands becomes black when I write with lead. Oh, graphite, yes. Yeah, well, yeah, graphite or lead. Quote, of all the human opinions, that is to be reputed for most foolish, which deals with the belief in a necromancy, the sister of alchemy, which gives birth to simple and natural things. But it is all the more worthy of reprehension than alchemy, because it brings forth nothing but what is like itself, which is lies. This does not happen in alchemy, which deals with simple products of nature, and whose functions cannot be exercised by nature itself, because it has no organic instrument. Now, hold up there. Hold up there, Leonardo. As a matter of fact, chemistry is just a natural interaction between certain chemicals. They might not be known to happen naturally without human intervention, but it's the natural interaction between chemicals, you buffoon. Oh, wow. Now here, in his quote, Leonardo was disputing necromancy of any worth. He was mocking it, calling it stupid. He actually went into great detail about how ludicrous it was. He made up stories about if this was true, then that would be true. And if that was true, then we'd have a crazy-ass world where we'd have one big-ass dictator, essentially. Oh. But From I Italy. would like... What? From Italy? Man, I don't know. Probably from Mongolia. Or from Norway. 
Anywho, I want to take note, because my correlation sensation picked up on something. When he went hard in the paint, when he was talking shit on necromancy, made me think maybe he wasted a lot of time trying to make a human come back to life. Oh, like Frankenstein. Or maybe he truly thought I was so stupid, and he was just pissed off he got accused of uh, possibly witchcraft like le necromancy, and he wanted to talk a lot of shit in his notes about how ridiculous it was. Oh, so that he could prove that uh, he wasn't doing it. Gotcha. Well, you can't really prove you weren't doing it. It's not like they had videos. So, Leonardo died when he was 67. Oh. And that was about it. We are uh, we're done with uh, Leonardo de Duardo. Next time, we're going to go over Andreas Vesalius. Oh. Man. What was he noted for? This sapien of the homo is noted for uh, publishing Tabule Anatomicae. Whatever that means. Oh. Sounds like tabloid of anatomy. Oh, alright. I mean, it's probably like the National Enquirer of his day on anatomy. Oh. They're aliens living inside of your stomach. Rawr! So, if you like this, you should go to social media, express how you like it by liking and sharing. If anybody wants a free t-shirt, you can go right ahead and do that. You, um, you like and share and follow. And you share and like at least five. And you tell as many people as you can. And you worship us. And if you do, you get a free t-shirt. Almighty Gork, Almighty Void, Almighty John Pop... No, not John Papanito. Fuck John Papanito. We said 6 o'clock Wednesday. What is it? 6 o'clock Wednesday. You know what happened? Nothing. Nada. Kaputz. Nothing. And if you noticed, last episode was a whole week late. That's because we uh, recorded on a Thursday. And Void fell asleep. And I also had the problem where the information was corrupted. So I had to record the end part. Um, yeah. The music that's going to be on the end is from Escape Code. Check them out. They're on the social media too. They're actually in the description of each episode. Yes. With credits. You can find them out through there. And every once in a while, we put the end song on the tube of you by itself. It's supposed to help, because uh, it has no naughty words in there. So, it's not, you know, kept from people underneath the age of 18. So, we can get a younger audience to listen to us, even though uh, they don't want us to have them listen to it, because we use sounds that they don't like. Yeah, they don't know words. Or talk about things. Even though I know that when I was 16, I was saying all those things. Talking about all those things. Yeah, I remember. You remember when you were 16, talking about playing the rusty trombone? Yes. Yeah. Toot, toot, toot. Oh, you can't, you can't listen to us now. Because we, we said something that your 16-year-old already says. Fooey. Anyways, Void, what would you? Void? Uh, yes. What we do? Peace? 
Yes, we leave in peace. Bye. It's something that will need.